Hello everyone, you are listening to the Untapped Mana Podcast. I am your host, Palmer Snell, and I hope you can join me today as we dive into the wonderful world of Magic the Gathering. So this episode is going to be all about 2024. Things that are happening in 2024, events that are happening this year, and just what is happening in the world of Magic and decisions by Wizards. So first of all, of course, it's going to be the Road to MagicCon. This is happening in two weeks. We are in episode two of the Road to MagicCon. Cannot wait. It's in Chicago. I'll get into that in a bit. Then we're going to transfer on over to the timeline of sets releasing this year. Not only standard sets, but also universes beyond. Lots of new and interesting things coming out this year. We'll take a dive on that. I'll throw my personal takes. It's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, and talking about sets in general, something Wizards is doing is bringing back Standard this year, which is... Something they've always had, but never given a lot of support. Well, this year they're planning on making 2024 the beginning to a new standard era. So I cannot wait to see what is in that. I did some research. There's a lot of really cool things coming out this year. Another cool thing that's already came out this year was the Murders at the Karlov Manor set. And a lot of people really didn't enjoy it or said it was kind of lackluster. But I disagree. I think this set is a sleeper set, and I think a lot of people are hiding on it. We'll dive into that in a bit. But I think this is going to be a set that's going to be worth a lot of money down the road. And kind of wrapping everything up, it's February, which means the Lunar New Year is upon us. It is the Year of the Dragon. And that actually has effects on magic, which you may not know. Well, I'll dive into that and more in the rest of this episode. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, and enjoy the show. So first things first, I'm going to talk about what I've been talking about now for the last two weeks, and that is MagicCon Chicago 2024, happening February, Friday 23rd through Sunday the 25th at the McCormick Place and Lakeside Center of the Windy City of the Windy City of Chicago. I cannot wait. This is my first MagicCon. And funny enough, I actually almost wasn't going to go, so... A huge debacle happened. I've had a lot of personal issues on the side, which has kind of put my head away from MagicCon and buying tickets. And I saw last week that tickets had actually sold out, and I was I was devastated. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm not going to be able to go. And, and so I posted something on Reddit, Facebook, I mean everything. And one Redditor reached out to me and said he had extra tickets and I was able to get them off of him. So now I have two day passes for Saturday. Thank you so much. You know who you are for selling me those. Um, I am blessed that I was able to get them and I didn't have to say to everyone here that I'm not able to go because I am very excited. Uh, I'm bringing cards and some playmats to get signed. I went to that last episode. So if you want to know that, check out the last episode, but I'm really excited we're, you know, we're starting to get closer and closer. So as things come out, I will be updating and I will be getting videos. I'm going to hopefully be posting a lot on the Instagram once I'm there. And I'm going to hopefully get some interviews from some people. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, jumping into the next portion of the show, we're going to be talking a lot about 2024 today. And I think the most important thing that we need to talk about is the timeline of sets. Because how else are we going to get the product to review this wonderful card game? As you all know, Ravnica Remastered came out January 12th. It is new remastered cards from all the eras of Ravnica. I've opened some packs on the Instagram and the YouTube. And if you watched or listened to last week's episode, I'm also giving away a pack. Stay till the end to find out who the winner is. 
and maybe even another giveaway, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Murders of the Karlov Manor came out February 9th, uh, episode two, which was the last episode, was all about it. So if you want to know more information, check that one out. Two great sets have already came out. But now we are on to the new, and starting off the new is the Fallout Commander decks, which come out March 8th. These are four brand new decks and collector packs that are based on the Fallout video game series. This is going to be similar to Doctor Who, where there's decks and the collector packs, and the collector packs are new cards and then cards that are just special art and foiling of the cards that came out in the Commander decks. So you can switch them out. I did my Doctor Who with a lot of the switched out cards from the collector packs. All around for Fallout fans, it's going to be great. But the next standard set after uh, the Fallout is Outlaws at Thunder Junction, which come out which comes out April 19th. This is a Wild West take on magic with villains from all across the multiverse included in this set. Personally, I'm, I'm very pumped for this set. It's gonna, it looks really cool from all the promos they've done. It is just a Wild West themed with villains and so much cool stuff. Cannot wait to see this. April 19th is a release date. Now we're gonna get into sets without release dates, but that we know are coming out. So, in quarter two is going to be Modern Horizons 3. This is the third installment of the Modern Horizons line, bringing a new and reprinted card list for the modern format. New elements of the set will include double-faced cards, and I loved Modern Horizons 2, so we will see what this set brings in its entirety. So, following up Modern Horizons 3 is the brand new set Assassin's Creed that comes out in quarter three. This is the newest video game collab after Fallout in the universe is beyond. This set will include reprints of popular cards with the art from the games, of course, and then cards based solely upon the video game line, including popular characters, equipment, and locations. But, unlike the Fallout set, this is going to be a set in itself. Now, they kind of said that the packs are going to be similar to the Aftermath, the March of the Machines, the like five, six booster pack cards. So, we'll see, like what the packs look like, but they're not going to be a full blown out set like the Lord of the Rings. They're going to be smaller packs, but filled with lots of cool stuff. Hopefully I'm very excited for the set. I love the video games, but once we get closer, we'll hopefully learn some more information. That is it right now for the announced universes beyond, but there are two more standard sets that have then been announced. And the first one starting off is Bloomborough, which comes out quarter three, the newest set based on the storyline terms after Thunder Junction, follows the characters on the newest plane of full anthropomorphic animals who wear armor and use medieval weapons. This set also starts off the newest story arc called Dragonstorm. Wow, uh, I read this straight from Esports Illustrated. That's where I'm getting all my information. This set looks really cool. It reminds me a lot of Eldraine, where it's, I think, very set for certain deck types and certain like tribal creature types. A lot of animals, a lot of cool stuff. Hopefully lots of monkeys. Um, I run lots of monkeys in my Kibo deck. Apes and stuff, I would hope to see. But this set looks really cool. Some of the art they released looks amazing. I can't wait. But the next set is what I am most excited for. And it is the last set announced of 2024. And comes out in quarter three. And is called Duskmorn. House of Horror. Cool, cool name. But even a cooler description, it is a 70s and 80s horror-themed set based in a giant mansion. This set follows other things like Innistrad with the horror aspect, but with characters rumored to be Frankenstein and Dracula. This set sounds awesome, and I cannot wait to see what is inside of it, what it's actually going to be about, how it ties to the story, all kinds of things. Just super excited for this one. But as I mentioned, this set does come out in quarter three, which means nothing has been announced for quarter four. Could that mean that our wallets will be happy and we won't have to spend anything? 
maybe, but I can see Wizards just putting things out and not telling us right now, but something will be announced for quarter four, hopefully, to see what product releases, maybe a new set, maybe Universes Beyond. I can't tell you any information because I don't know, but we just kind of have to see what the future entails and see what that brings us to. Unlike knowing what's happening in quarter four, I know what's happening to the future of Standard, which is... I know, mind-blowing. Wizards and Magic are choosing to do something with their standard format? Yes, they've realized how dead it is and how nobody plays it. And they are going to bring something new to the table and hopefully make 2024 the revamp of standard. For anyone who doesn't know what standard is, is it a competitive format where, unlike modern, only consists of so many sets at a time, with rotation happening after a set has been in play for two years, then getting rotated once a new set releases. So, for example, all the sets that are legal... In standard at the time of this recording are Wilds of Eldraine, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, March of the Machines, the normal set, and March of the Machines, the Aftermath, Frexia All Will Be One, The Brothers War, Dominary United, Streets of Nukapenna, Kamigawa, Neon Dynasty, Innistrad, Crimson Vow, Innistrad, Midnight Hunt, and, of course, Murder to the Karlov Manor. So Wizards of the Coast has put out that due to the lack of standard play, they really want to start to promote the format. So starting with sets coming this year, they plan on releasing cards that will not only fit into Commander and Modern, but now will also focus on standard. So what does this mean? Uh, will play like Arena become popular with actual cards and not online? Well, hopefully. We don't know, but with many players seeing the change from Wizards, I think we're going to see an increase in players wanting to play standard more in person at local game stores and hopefully get arena to not only be the place where you can play standard now will standard tournaments be run by wizards of the coast yes in a sense so standard showdown is coming back in 2024 so we go to your local game stores they can run standard showdown events where you can play standard and are will be giving promos specifically for those events from wizards so yes they're going to be run by Wizards and hopefully be run at big events that they run, like MagicCon in the future. I don't know about Chicago MagicCon, but hopefully they're going to revamp some standard stuff in future events. And then, like I mentioned before, specific promos for standard have not been revealed yet. Not all of them and not a lot, but I feel like there's so many chances of hard-to-get cards being promos just so Wizards can boost their numbers of play in standard. There are a couple promos that have already been announced, but I will get into these a little bit later. Something, though, that really excites me is the Murders at the Karlov Manor. I'm a huge fan of this set. I did a whole episode about it, which was the last episode, episode two. And this set has been really fun to open with the brand new play boosters, lots of new cards, lots of new mechanics. Like I said, people have compared this set to the streets of New Capenna. They said Capenna is lackluster, you know, not many game-changing ideas. They say the same about this set, but I think that's not true. I think this set is full of really cool, different cards, lots of new mechanics, lots of stuff that is game-changing, and I've already seen in Commander format play. Uh, I also like this set because I watch prices for every card, and I've noticed that many rares have skyrocketed. Many rares with new mechanics, just rares in general from this set, are worth money. You can open a play booster, which is valued at $5, and most of the time pull a $5 to $6 card, which that never really happens in many sets. I honestly believe that this set has some hidden potential, uh, with not only very playable cards, and being a very playable set, but also having a higher ROI than most of your normal sets, with a lot of the rares and even some of the uncommons starting to hit the $3 to $5 mark. 
uh, pointing out Leyline of the Guild Pack, which is now hitting $19 at the time of this recording. That is a rare that you can play if you have it in your opening hand, which allows mana flow of all colors to come in. This is a crazy card. I mean, lots of these cards are popping up. Look at Slimes Against Humanity. That That's a $3 common. So... A lot of money cards coming from the set, lots of playability. I think that this set has the chance to become a new and great favorite among players. This has been a shorter episode, but I'm going to hit into our last topic, which is the Lunar New Year welcoming the Year of the Dragon for 2024. Uh, Magic has always had a kind of Chinese cultural presence with planes like Kamigawa and especially these Zodiac cards. For anyone who doesn't know, the Zodiac cards consist of various animals that are celebrated throughout different Lunar New Years. These animals consist, uh, not in any order, uh, but there's the Zodiac Rat, Ox, Tiger, Rabbit, Dragon, Snake, Goat, Monkey, Rooster, Dog, and Pig. These cards all have one special thing in common, which is Land Walk Abilities. Each of these creatures has a specific Land Walk Ability for whatever color identity they are associated with. For example, I know off topic, uh, not off topic, but offhand that the Zodiac Monkey has Forest Walk, which means if any of my opponents have a forest in play, they cannot block my creatures with Forest Walk. Definitely an interesting mechanic, some, you know, being better than others. Some of these creatures have better powers and toughnesses than others, some cost less. But again, it's a really cool addition into the world of magic that are taken from the real world put in. So I really enjoy the Zodiac cards. I really hope to have a lot of them. I already have the Zodiac Monkey. And although these Zodiac cards all look really great and I hope to have all of them. But also adding on to the Lunar New Year are brand new promos that are going to be given to local game stores. The three brand new promos include Sarkon Unbroken, which is a two colorless, one green, red, and blue mana planeswalker with four loyalty with the top loyalty ability reading plus one to loyalty to draw a card and add a mana of any color the middle reading minus two to loyalty to create a four four red dragon creature token with flying and the ultimate ability being minus eight to the loyalty to search your library for any number of dragon creature cards and put them onto the battlefield then shuffle that is that's a really good card being able to look for any number of dragon creature cards yes it takes a lot to get to eight but oh my god goodness i mean this can be a crazy card in a dragon deck being able to just put a ton of dragons onto the board this could be a game ender uh the next card is dragon lord servant which is a one colorless one red one three goblin shaman creature token not creature token but a creature with dragon spells you cast cost one colorless less so again gonna be great in a dragon deck all your dragons are gonna cost less there's a theme uh, this is the Year of the Dragon, so all of these cards have to do with dragons. Uh, and then there's going to be a special 4-4 red dragon creature token. It's plain old 4-4 red dragon creature token has flying, but it has really, really good looking art. Definitely look it up if you have the chance. But to win these special promos, your local game store has to run the Lunar New Year celebration and standard showdown events. Like I said before, this has been a short episode. I've had a really long week with... Lots of things happening, so next week's episode will definitely be longer. Just wanted to update everyone here on things happening this year and this and that. But wrapping it up, we do have the giveaway winner. Last week, I announced that there is going to be a giveaway, and the winner from episode two is Ben Wagner. Congratulations. You commented on my Instagram post. I will contact you soon for delivery of your prize. But you know what's better than one giveaway? 
Two, I am giving away another pack of Ravnica Remastered in this week's episode. If you can tell me which card I talked about during this episode that skyrocketed to $19, then you can have the chance to win. All you have to do is comment on the post, which corresponds to this week's episode release, on my Instagram, at Untapped Mana Show. In my Instagram bio, there's also a brand new link tree, which gives access to my YouTube, podcast, uh, Apple podcast page, and the Spotify page, all in one place. I just want to say, as I wrap up this episode, I want to give a huge thanks to anyone tuning in. This passion project has been truly amazing, and I've had such a fun time, and I hope you all continue to listen. But until next time, don't forget, never leave any mana untapped. That is, unless you are a blue player. See you next week for the final episode before MagicCon 2024. Thank you for listening, and stay nerdy. 